What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Daily Energy News Beat Stand Up here on this gorgeous Monday, June 26, 2023. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com, Stuart Turley. My man, how we doing this weekend? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and uh, we got us a show. Yeah, you've had a, a crazy week. You're back from Rostov after <laughs> brokering the deal between uh, the Wagner Group and Kremlin. Uh, I only partly kid, but we are going to, I mean, that's going to, we're going to spend the bulk of the show talking about that. We have an absolutely wild lineup for you. As I mentioned, first article will cover Wagner's insurrection ends with an uncertain agreement. And as always, Stu wants, would like to add EMB covered Russia, Ukraine two years ago. Um, you can see that um, on our YouTube channel. Next up, though, um, this might be uh, Biden admin's most ludicrous idea yet. This is a Substack courtesy of David Blackman, um, who's part of the Sandstone family of podcasts. He hosts the energy question. Go check that out. Spotify um, or Apple Podcasts. Next up, contrary to popular belief, there is no statutory requirement for UK coal power stations to close next year. Next up on the menu, this warning could mean big trouble ahead for oil stocks by 2030 or not. What do you think? This is a great overview um, from the IEA. So you already know I'm skeptical of what they say. Um, next up, uh, Europe's risky plan to avert a winter energy crisis, stash gas in Ukraine. Um, we always end up back in Ukraine. Um, so Stu will cover what's going on there. He'll kick it over to me. I'll, I'll cover mainly what the impact of this Russian fallout might happen on oil prices as you listen to this on Monday. Um, it could be a lot. It could be nothing. Um, and that's really it. It's been a little bit quiet on the oil and gas news front. Uh, we did see a few M&As last week. So we'll, we'll kind of get Stu's thoughts on what he signs coming up. And then we'll let you get out of here, start your week. But before we do that, guys, remember, all the articles you are about to hear are courtesy of the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your energy news. Stu does a great job of curating that website, making sure it's up to speed with all of the different news on the energy front. It's been the best place to hear and read the fallout for all of this Russian invasion from Ukraine now to the insurrection that we're about to cover with the Wagner Group, which Stu's just fresh off of, so he'll be able to give us an in insight about what's going on. Um, but it, it's it's the best place. Um, again, guys, for all your energy news, hit us up dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. It's our data news combo. Um, definitely going behind a paywall soon. So um stand by guys. There's some there's some changes coming here. Um, hit us up questions at energynewsbeat.com. All right, Stu, we're we're gonna start with with, with Russia. Take us bit walk us through it's been a pretty crazy 48 hours. Oh, it is. And um You've heard uh, either wag the dog or false flag, right? We'll get back to we'll so, circle back yep. around on this. The title of the first article is Wagner's insurrection ends with an uncertain agreement. ENB covered this two years ago. Uh, one of the cool things is I covered this with George Friedman, Dr. George Friedman. He is the founder of uh, Geopolitical uh, GPS, and he is an animal. He's been a geopolitical uh, guru for years. Let's take what he just put out 
on their website and uh, I've got the link to their site. Go uh, follow them. They're good people. I love the way they phrase this, Michael. They said the number one place that's taking in this war is but within the Russian government itself. Reports over the last several months paint a picture of tension in the Kremlin uh, between the military, private mercenaries and oligarchs. Even most of the differences were kept out of the public eye. Um, We don't see half of what's going on because of our media until. This happened and then CNN and everybody else had to cover this because they didn't want Biden's story coming up on Hunter with him tweeting on on that. (laughs) Okay, we get it. We get it. What happened in Russia? So there's this. I'm just bear with me here. Wagner took control of Rostodon, Rostodon, Rostodon armored vehicles. He was in the Ukraine uh, border area. He has about 23,000 troops, and he has been a trusted ally of Putin. He's kind of like his right-hand thug. I mean, if you want to take, you know, my imitation of Putin is always, hey, almost a cross between Putin and um, the Sopranos. Well, this guy is notching up the Sopranos, okay? When you sit back and you take a look at the Wagner group, they learn everything. I mean, the Sopranos learn everything from these guys, okay? They got bodies everywhere. And half of their people are from Africa. uh, That's crazy. Yes. Uh, The Kremlin's response was quick. First, it tried to deplete the ranks of the Wagner fighters. The defense ministry also announced it was aiding the Wagner fighters who asked for safe return. Right now, at the end of this, uh, there was negotiations between Wagner himself as well as Putin. He is now being exiled to Belarus. What is Belarus, Michael? I don't know, Russian puppet state? Exactly. Okay. Ding. You sit back and kind of go, wait a minute, I'm being exiled. Okay. This has got to be either a false flag or a wag the tail, but more the Russian word for it is. Uh, so you think this that, is a conspiracy? You think this whole, you think this whole, I, you think this is I, oh, I got interesting. It. That's your take. Yeah, um, a mascarona, uh, mascarona, and uh, the Russian term mascarona literally means masking. An early military meaning was camouflage, soon extended to battlefield masking using smoke and other methods of screening. Some of my Russian counter uh, uh, contacts in the media were letting us know that this is what they think it is. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. Here, here's the big point of this. If Putin may have been trying to drag out who's on his side and who's not on his side, who's the number one ally he's had as a thug? And that is the Wagner group. Why would the Wagner group suddenly make this run 200 uh, kilometers uh, north waving? Waving their flag and everybody was like, hey, it's the Wagner group. I mean, it was more like a pope driving. I'm with you. I mean, this has got all the earmarks. Interesting. So so this guy. So basically, Yegeni Poroznev, Wagner chief. Interesting, because it is it is fascinating that he's not a military guy. 
by his pedigree. He used to serve Putin food. And then all of a sudden he just is in control of one of the largest private mercenaries in the world. Why is this guy going to double cross Putin? And he's the number five guy in the Russian area, uh, Russian political as being the top five political people. Oh, I see. So, so interesting. You think this was set up and it's well, only time will tell, but he definitely. So what is CNN? CNN is in, 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 and, and everyone in the, in the corporate media, well, they're telling us that he attempted to march into Moscow and got stopped by Russia. Yeah, they're not. They don't have the facts accurate. And I've I've kind of enjoyed uh, I've been forced to watch CNN as my where I'm sitting uh, for the last few days. But in two years ago, I've interviewed I've included the link to one of the articles two years ago. We talked about how important and Putin's thought process on Ukraine was. Dr. Friedman also said that Putin is a bad dude. Putin also is a good Russian leader and does what and puts Russia first in order to do what a good Russian leader would do. He would take back Ukraine. We talked about that two years ago and how he was going to do it. <laughs> no, you and George Friedman were ahead of the game here. You can go to Energy Newsbeat YouTube. It's the pinned video there. It's our probably our most watched video. Uh, uh, we've had four four thousand, I think, on our on ours to over thirty thousand now on theirs. And it's and pretty so, crazy. Um, that was back when I was still editing the podcast. So <laughs> it looks horrible, but that was because it was me. So you can thank you. You can oh. thank Andy for doing a much better job on this podcast than we and, do now. We love you, Andy. We appreciate oh, yeah. it. Um, all right. So you think this was a whole charade? Interesting. I love the take. What else happened? It was also a busy weekend. What's next? Well, um, there's also more to this story. And some of the conspiracy theory, this is not me. Okay. Some of the conspiracy. We'll take this conspiracy theory. It's, it's, it's not some random guy on Substack. I have no doubt. It's just you who is the definition of a random guy. on Um, The, the key thing is why would the Biden administration's uh, department of defense suddenly the weekend that they announce that they're missing $6.3 billion that went, they have no idea. All of well, no, it's not that they, it's just they were using they were using a there's different ways. And I'm not an accountant, but the way it was described to me is when you when you do inventory because you've spent the money, but you right. haven't actually you haven't applied that inventory to anything. Right. You have, there's a difference of how do you value that inventory? Was it fair market value, a.k.a. or was it cost of good, which was which, the original purchase price? And yeah. I guess yeah. they weren't doing the they were going against the opposite of what the standard was at the time. And when you move it to the other standard, your value, they basically sent them six point two billion dollars more. Just insane. Insane. You could have thrown and, that my way. 
Oh, absolutely. What's a few billion between friends? We've always said it. Um, We've always said it. All right, what's next? I think there's more to the story. And I'm not saying that that's it. I'm just saying that's what's out there. Okay, this next one is from David Blackman. I mean, I love David Blackman. He is one of the coolest guys on the planet. This might be Biden's most ludicrous idea yet, David Blackman. Um, No aspect for the vaulted energy transition screams out the word fantasy so starkly as projections that the U.S. will have to install 47,000 miles (laughs) of new high-capacity transmission lines by 2035. Michael, what's the odds of that happening? Uh. Sarah, <laughs> what's the odds of all that money going into some politician's pocket? Oh, 90%. great. I, I, I can foresee some great stock trades based upon I can oh, foresee a lot goodness. of millionaires getting made off this in Congress. Um, and as part of the assessment published in early March, the DOE stated that much of the new transmission Will have will be required, assuming moderate load and expansion of green energy on in line with future power sector. Okay, hogwash on their assessment. Anytime you add renewable, you got to add 180 times. You know, it, it's, it's just as soon as you plug into the grid, it. This is like it's called the Trans West, Michael, the Trans West transmission. Um, And it's not a typo. It's going to take a four additional years until 2027 to build out the first. um, But that's after taking 18 years in the federal permitting process. You're saying 21 years or 22 years. It's and, insane. And the picture, one of the pictures that were out there is they're all, uh, it's a momentous milestone. <laughs> is it a momentous albatross around your neck? I mean, they don't know the difference between a milestone and an albatross. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty crazy. I mean, this is the, the unfortunate part. Yes. Sure. Let's go to renewables. Let's throw solar panels up everywhere. Let's go kill the whales. I'm down. Remember I'm, Cool, the whales, screw them. I'm good. We're not with I, you. I'm with the wind people on killing the birds and whales. Okay. But what I'm saying is, where are you going to plug that energy into? That's why I'm against wind and solar. I'm on their side when it comes to animal deaths. Um, my dad always taught me whenever you hunt anything, you eat what you kill. So I want to see all them dead whales being served to all the the people that b- don't believe in renewable energy. And you should be forced to eat whale blubber every day of your life until you realize that whales are part of the, the key infrastructure of the uh, well of life on this planet. We're having whale tonight, baby. We're having whale tonight. All right. What's next? Let's go to the next one, dude. I, I know you like that one for our podcast listeners, Michael, about he's blushing. He's falling. He's about to fall over. Anyway, I got Michael on that one. Contrary to popper to belief, there is no statutory requirements for UK coal power sanctions to close next year. There's been rumblings going around the UK that, uh, you know, the green uh, group over there has been saying that they're shutting down all the coal. Well, I have now discovered that no such legislation has been brought before Parliament. That UK does not, in fact, have mandatory closure dates for cold-fired electricity generation. 
They are in a world of hurt. Here's a quote. As all UK coal generators have already been committed to phasing out their coal operations, it is not necessary to legislate to deliver on this commitment. Department of Energy, Security and Net Zero. Um, The rules require compliance. Here's some more stuff in here. The lack of statutory closure means that the national grid, their ESO, is free to create new contingency products. In other words, they realize they're in a energy crisis Mm -hmm. and they're having their government shut them down. They shut down the North Sea, the reserves. They've got top natural gas reserves. Idiotic, idiotic. Uh, Unbelievable. This is about some of the dumbest things I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, the problem is the UK is shooting themselves in the foot. They're turning off natural gas production in order to shift back into coal power. It's it's literally the dumbest thing you can do. And they're they're not drilling their own. They're relying on Norway's pipeline under the channel in order part of the eight connectors to the Norway fields. They're relying on Norway. The Ukrainian seals are coming after that one. Yeah, on a pleasure boat. Whoever did that, I'm not saying who did it. Whoever did it, as Tom uh, Kirkman has said, whoever did it has not been punished. Why in the world would you want to leave your supply for natural gas and most of your energy at the bottom of the ocean where it can be cut off at any given moment? And the UK has a lot of gas reserves. And now we finally know what OceanGate was really doing. <laughs> Ooh, smack! Oh my goodness. Oh, sorry, we had to throw that in there. Uh, you got uh, me. On I was not expecting that comment. All right, what's next? Let's go to my buddies over at the IEA. This warning could mean big trouble is ahead for the oil stocks by 2030 or not. What do you think? So let's go through this. The International Energy Agency, the IEA, or Club of Knuckleheads, as far as I can call them, recently published its medium-term outlook on the oil markets. They're saying again, Michael, are you ready for this one? Because of the renewable energy, big oil and big oil investors need to really not invest anything past 2028. Yep. There's no need. Why? You're right. We're right. Oh, the peak is near. I said peaker. Peak. No, it's not peaking out. It is not going to stop here. Uh, They're going to say it will reach 105.7 million barrels per day. Fueling that growth will be rising demand from the petrochemical and aviation uh, sectors. I disagree. The IEA wrote, despite this cumulative increase, annual demand growth is expected to shrivel. This is almost like um, laughable, laughable, but it's more like, oh, Seinfeld shrinkage when he was just got out of the pool. <laughs> it's shrinkage. So it's shrinkage. shrinkage. There's shrinkage in the oil and gas space. Holy smokes. So let's come down here to Faith uh, Brill. The shift to a clean energy economy is picking up pace with a peak in global demand in sight before the end of this decade as electric vehicles, energy efficient, and other technologies advance, oil producers need to pay careful attention to the gathering pace of change and calibrate their investment decisions to ensure an orderly transition. 
Michael, what we have right now. Oh, whoa. Do you understand what that quote means? Let's break that down. That second sentence, oil producers need to pay careful attention to the gathering pace and calibrate their investment decisions in order to ensure an orderly transition. Is that a threat? Yes. Is that a threat? Yes. So what happens if they don't calibrate their investment decisions? Is it not going to be orderly? What are you going to come in and do? That's some spooky stuff, Stu. I read that quote. I shivered down my spine. Who is in in bed with the IEA? Russia. Or I don't know. Somebody is. The UN. You're right. The UN. The World Economic Forum. Oh, yes. Klaus Schwab. Okay, all of these, the who, the world, okay, all of these bad dogs uh, are skipping down the road. You picked it up, dude, not me. No, it's spooky. I read this and I freaked out. I said, wait, wait, wait a second. So what you're saying is if we don't do this, if we keep dumping money into oil and gas, it's not going to be an orderly transition by whose account? Who died and let Faith Brittle in charge? I Who let the, the IEA, what do they actually do? They just come up with bogus reports. I wish I could be as wrong as an IEA research channels. I wish I had a much leeway. If I was that wrong every day at my job, they'd fire me tomorrow. Oh, no way. They would. They would. They'd call me up and say, why did I hire him away from you? (laughs) Soon cut me to the curb. It's it's spooky stuff. I don't trust a, a thing the IEA says. No. And especially when they're in bed with the U.N., the U.N. needs to be thrown out of the United States. But we'll what's leave funny is, is they is is in this new report, they see oil demand rising six percent through 2028. So, I mean, they they know I, it. They know it's not going down, but now they're threatening us. Oh, no, it's even worse than that. Michael, you and I talked about three years ago, the more we go renewable, yes, the, the more we're going to use fossil fuels. You were on it. Say this a long time. Spooky stuff, Stu. What's next? Oh, man. Um, And I am so proud of my young apprentice. Michael, you just did great. I am so proud of you. I did not even bring that one up. No, I saw I you sent me that. I started reading and I was like, wait, 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 wait. We're getting threatened here. She's threatening us. Uh, Yeah. Even the dead whale goes, "Uh, Michael, you might want to read this one. Okay, (laughs) Uh, Free Willy. Free Willy. No, Free Willy. uh, Yeah, he's never mind. Okay. Europe's risky business plan to avert uh, a winter energy crisis. Michael, stash gas in Ukraine. What (laughs) chowderhead thought this one up? Okay. In uh, 60 miles from Ukraine's border with the European Union, an array of pipes and pumps hints at what could become an important part of the bloc's efforts to secure energy supplies and thwart Vladimir Putin. I doubt it. We're not out of the woods. Uh, Let me see. Minister Robert Habeck. Uh, We are not out of the woods, he said in the economic conference in eastern Germany on Monday. The favorable situation mustn't lead us to making the same mistake or forgetting what the threat is. Dude, McFly. Hello, McFly. McFly, you're in a war zone. Why would you want to store natural gas that you're paying for? From the U.S. in LNG, they have 18 new import LNG facilities being built in the area. Why are they going to do that? 
I just I have to get tickled at this. Well, they're clearly not worried about the Ukrainian seals. Um, oh, my goodness. Boy, we are on them seals like you wouldn't believe. Um, I think it's I, here, here's the thing. I think it's stupid, but it just it, it, at this point, it doesn't surprise me. I would have been shocked if they didn't do this. Oh, I, I just thought it was one of the dumbest things. Even I wouldn't do this in college. This is so dumb that even an OSU graduate would smart enough to realize that this would not go over well. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Putin uh, has already been accused. They have found several terrorists with with a plot to blow up the nuclear plant. Okay, that is already being talked about out there. We had Nord Stream one and two. We had three of the four pipelines destroyed. Why in the world would you even want to have pipelines in Ukraine that you're storing? It's just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Well, I mean, you know, um, after you're done brokering peace between Wagner Group and the Kremlin, um, you can get uh, German policy, um, but you'll you'll no. get there. Um, I, what a wild weekend. You, it's oh. only not this crazy. Uh, it, it is. And you can't buy this kind of entertainment. And especially because um, I'm surprised that Hunter didn't call up the Wagner Group and pay them just to get the news off of him. You got it. You, 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 you got it into, you feel good. You feel good now. You feel I, good? That is not how it happened. Believe me, but it sure, it sure felt good to say it. It sure felt good to say it. So, all right, guys, let's shift over to, to finance. We've got uh, uh, really some interesting news coming around the corner here. Um, we were recording this about two 45 um, here on Sunday. Uh, mainly what we're seeing is oil prices currently sitting at 6916 uh, markets look set to open about 69.50. Um, between all of this crazy Russian news, I don't know how much it's going to actually impact oil prices. I think that's kind of the the, the smoke and mirrors. There's all this crazy stuff going on in Russia. What's it going to do to oil prices? Yeah, probably not much. You know, I do think there's a bullish sentiment heading into next week specifically, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be because it's it's necessarily because of this Russia stuff. On the natural gas side, clearly with this heat wave coming through the Midwest, we're seeing natural gas all the way up to. $2.73. I would like to see that continue again through this week. Do I mean it's about to be 110 here in West in Texas, Stu? It's going to be horrible. So mount up. Um, ERCOT better be on their game. Let me tell you this. Um, we did also see rig counts on Friday come in. We've dropped five rigs um in the US, but we did gain 10 in Canada and 18 internationally. So US is slacking internationally, keeping it real. Uh all right, Stu, not much oil and gas news. What do you see coming up this week? You've predicted everything so far at some point. What do you what what, what should we expect this week? My crystal ball is a little fuzzy right now. And okay. um I, I'm still trying to decipher everything I've been working on on the um uh Russia stuff. I think we're about to see some China stuff. And the China stuff is gonna take advantage of this situation. Quite honestly, I think we're going to see some activity going on there. China's economy is in peril. Whenever you've got an economy in peril, what do they do? War. They start a war. So there's never been a better time to start a war with the United States than now since you've got a diaper Dan uh, in the White House. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Stu is predicting we're implementing a no. draft. They're coming for you. Uh, I'd, I'd volunteer. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't think Stu's getting drafted. I probably would, unfortunately. 
I, I don't know that they would have a fibrillator in an airplane. You know, when no. I start pulling 10 G's, uh, you know, the, the flight suits just would not have a uh, fibrillator. <laughs> I can see you. Commando styles do dropping in on China. <laughs> I can see. St- ah. All right. Anything else, Stu, before we let these guys go? Nah, we're going to have a great week. All right, guys, we'll stay strong. Um, It's Monday. You can make it. There's only four days left. We appreciate you guys checking us out. World's greatest energy podcast. Um, www.energynewsbeat.com for Stuart and Michael Tanner. We'll see you tomorrow. Unless you're the the Wagner group. Wagner group.